Just take time to stop. As the saying goes, and smell the roses. To notice what's around you, to experience God with you. And maybe if we all commit to that, we'll find that life is not as stressful and exhausting and burdensome as we have thought. But instead that Jesus in our midst, in our workplaces, in a park, wherever we go, Jesus is enough to give us rest and peace. Hi, this is Chris from The Point, a church where you can come as you are and you can text in your questions. You may not be sure what you believe about God, Jesus, faith, or the Bible, and that's okay because faith is not about having it all figured out and God is not waiting for you to put your life together before He'll connect with you. If you'd like to find out more about The Point, you can visit our website at thepointknox.com or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Point Knox. Don't hesitate to contact us or join us in person every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We pray this message has an impact in your life or at least makes it easy for you to connect with God where you are. Once again, good morning. My name is Adam, and I am the pastor at The Point. Uh, There's a lot of faces here that I haven't seen in a while or that are brand new, so it's good to see you and hopefully meet you today. Um, This last week was really exciting. I got back really late Friday night from a very exhausting week in St. Louis, Missouri, which I thought it was hot and humid and miserable here. Anybody ever been to St. Louis? It was much worse. Like the heat index was 110 a couple of days, and I was there with Adam sitting somewhere, right back there in, the, in orange. Uh, Adam is now officially a vicar, which is a really fancy old Latin term for a substitute. Yeah. He is now officially a pastoral intern who will be serving at the point for the next four years while going to seminary online, and uh, by the end of it, will be an additional pastor here, so I'm super excited for that. But with that said, let's get into what we're going to talk about today, and I know normally on Sunday mornings, you guys are used to like 45-minute, hour-long sermons, right? That's what you're hoping for today. Uh, For those of you who are new, don't worry, that's not the norm, I promise, and it won't be for today. Because our goal today in being here at the park is uh, in part to just enjoy God's creation and his beautiful earth, but also to spend this morning um, getting to know one another, sharing some food, having some conversation, uh, sticking around for some sand volleyball, one of these directions, I know there are courts right over there, or your kids at the park. Our goal today is just to stop. In the midst of all of our summer and fall, as we're getting back into the swing of school, as we're getting back into life as normal, just stop and pause for a moment. You see, we are as a nation, and quite possibly as a world, suffering from an illness that most of us don't ever talk about. An illness that if you are suffering from, you might notice from its symptoms like heightened anxiety or depression or exhaustion, irritability. An illness that we have come to say is just normal. What is it I'm talking about? Busyness. We have embraced as a culture the idea that busy equals successful. 
that the more you do or the busier you are, the better you must be as an individual, either in your job or as a parent with your kids. Whatever you're doing, as long as you're doing a lot of it, it must be better. But Jesus, in his word, he gives this promise to us that I think we lose when we're busy. Here's what he says in Matthew chapter 11. Maybe, if I can find it. Oh, the wind changed my page to the next page. There you go. All right, Matthew chapter 11, he says this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus promises that if we are connected to him, if we are walking with him, if our life is filled with him, we will find rest. Do you find that rest in Jesus? See, I have to confess, sometimes I think I'm finding that rest, but I'm incredibly stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted. Even this last week at the seminary, as they're preparing Adam to be a pastor, their best approach to preparing him for being a pastor was to fill our schedule with like 55 or 60 hours of lecture, because that's what fills us with rest, right? Almost more tired from a week away than if I had just been here the whole time. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And yet, that's not what we normally find in Jesus. If you've been a part of the life of the church for any time, maybe you've known churches in the past that just ask more of you all the time. We need you to be there on Sunday morning, but when you're there on Sunday morning, we also need you to serve. And then maybe if you could come early and stay late, and if you want to come back in the middle of the week for a Bible study, and you should probably join a small group, and then also we'll need you to do something else. And when you stop to look at all of your church stuff, your schedule is overwhelmed. And none of it feels like you're connected with Jesus. But this isn't just a problem for the church. You see, everything in our culture is pushing more and more and more towards being busy. In fact, there was a time less than 100 years ago when the average person in America got 11 hours of sleep a night. How many of you got seven last night? See, because the average today now is seven hours of sleep. And that's the average, which means many of us function or think we function on like six or five or four. With the joy of technology where we now have lights, our bodies are no longer dependent upon the sun to determine when we go to bed. And so we stay up super late doing really productive things, right? No, usually we stay up super late filling our time with empty things. Binge watching Netflix or Disney Plus in my household or watching, uh, starting this week, college football, which if you're anything like me will only leave you more disappointed than excited. We spend our free time being busy with stuff that is not actually that helpful. Or maybe you have kids 
and you know all about the difficulty of scheduling your kid's life, right? Because every kid needs to have some kind of sport and some kind of activity, and they all have some kind of practice. And so by the time you get home from all of your to-dos with your kids, it's like 8 o'clock at night, and you've not yet had dinner, and you're grumpy, and you're tired, and you're just wondering, how do we do this again tomorrow? It used to be that the more wealthy you were, the more successful you were, they thought you would have more leisure time and more free time. But now if you pay attention to marketing and commercials, you see it's the opposite. Now wealthy, successful people are busier, doing more, going places. Even our commercials are showing fewer and fewer people sitting on the beach or by a pool relaxing, and more people in their car going somewhere, doing something, talking to somebody, having a meeting. We as a culture are obsessed with being busy. And sometimes I hear things like, I'm too busy to die. Or, or there's no rest for the wicked, so why should we stop too? Well, if you're looking to the wicked for your example of how to live, you're probably missing the point. The same verse in Matthew, uh, there's another version of the Bible, a translation called The Message. And I really like how The Message says this. This is Jesus speaking. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay any, anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. As we as a church are seeking uh, to really dive into what does it mean to live with Christ, to be connected to him, to grow in our faith, I have become convinced that if you want to connect with Jesus and you want your life to look and feel different than it does right now, the most important thing you can do is start saying no. Now think about this, there was a time for most of history actually, most of all of the Bible and everything since, uh, there was a time when meals shared with people were a sacred time. They were a time where you would gather on a nightly basis or a daily basis uh, every single day, sometimes for lunch and dinner, sometimes just for dinner, sometimes three meals a day, but you would gather every single day and you would pause and you would eat. In fact, again, about 100 years ago in this country, even about 50 years ago in this country, almost every family shared at least one meal together every day, and that meal lasted about one hour in length. When was the last time you took an hour to eat? See, in our culture today, one in three meals is eaten in the car. Not just fast food. While we're in the middle between places, food has become a necessity but not an opportunity to pause, to rest. We eat so that we don't die, but maybe because we're eating in the car, going really fast, being really busy, that eating is actually contributing to our death. Maybe you and I need to slow down and say no. Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you worn out on religion? Come to me. Not me, but Jesus. 
Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Jesus invites every one of us to slow down and to be with him. To stop saying yes to everything we think we need or everything we're told we have to do and to just be with him. To experience him as we're at work and when we're in the car and when we're going to and from places and to experience him as families. Do you know that uh, less than 20% of American families admit to eating one meal together on a regular basis? Even in our households, we don't have time for each other. Why? I believe wholeheartedly that if we want to experience Jesus, if we want this rest he talks about, we have to give up things that are distractions. Those sports that you love, maybe they're not as important as finding peace and rest in Christ. That schedule that you're told you have to keep, maybe you don't need to. So a lot of this for me has come from a book that I want to share with you. I had the chance to read this book earlier this year, and it was so good that it's one of only a few books I'm going to tell you you also need to read, all right? I don't normally say, hey, read this book outside of scripture, because I just don't know what you're into and what you like, but this book I very much think everybody needs. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And at its core, what this pastor is advocating for, Emily, I'm sorry, I just lost your uh, music. So what he's advocating for at his core is he says, if we want to be like Jesus, if we want to experience Jesus in our daily lives, the only place that starts is by slowing down. And I watched a video about the same time I read this, a video called Godspeed, where a pastor was advocating that perhaps the reason we never know what God is up to is because we're traveling quite literally, physically too fast to see what God is doing. See, when Jesus walked this earth, he walked at about the average speed that most of us can walk, which is approximately three miles an hour. So this video suggested that maybe if we don't take time to go that slow, walking from place to place, if we don't take time to just sit and experience what's around us, to just sit and be with Jesus, maybe the reason we feel like God is far from him is because we're trying to do more than he is. And we need to learn to slow down. And so over the last several months, I've been trying to practice these ideas. And so what I've been doing is when possible, when somebody wants to have a meeting, I've said, do you mind if we go for a walk on the meeting? And it may be really casual, really slow. They may be interested in walking faster. I walk at whatever pace they want to go, unless they get really emotional and riled up. Then I slow down because it always slows them down too and calms their emotions. I don't know why, but I've started just trying to walk the neighborhood around where I live, around where the church meets, and what, what I've noticed is when you slow down to walk regularly, one, it's healthier for me, but also, more importantly, I begin to see things in the neighborhood I never saw before. I begin to talk to people I've never spoken to before. See, if we're driving to and from every place we go as fast as we can, we miss out on those opportunities to connect with people. Now, I don't think walking is the only solution. I'm certainly not against vehicles. In fact, I'm very grateful to have a vehicle. But there are other things you and I can and maybe need to begin doing to find this rest Jesus offers.
Like how many of you, when you go to the grocery store, or Walmart's like the worst for this, right? They have one cashier and 100 people trying to check out. And so you scan to see which line is moving fastest and like which one can you get in so you can maximize your time to get out of the store as quick as possible. What if you and I just once in a while went to the store and looked for the longest line and just intentionally stood in the slowest moving line? It'd drive you nuts, wouldn't it? It'd be terrible because we're so hurried that the idea of spending two extra minutes to wait to pay for something feels like an eternity. But what if we began to make this a practice on a regular basis? How do I look for places to slow down, to stop doing more and just being present? In fact, Jesus, he uses this language, take my yoke upon you. And a yoke was something intended for oxen. They would take an old ox who was well-trained and experienced, but a little weaker and less energetic, and they'd take a young ox, and they would put this wooden beam across the two and harness them together. Because the young ox wanted to go, 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 pull as hard as he could, as fast as he could. But the old ox had enough experience to know that if you pull that hard and go that fast, you're not going to be able to finish the day. And by being yoked together, the old ox would slow the other one down, and they together would pull with one force. And this idea of these two being yoked together was that the other would demonstrate, here's how you go about accomplishing the work you need to do. Jesus, in a culture of religious burdens, where they're putting more and more and more on the people, do this, do that, be this, act like this. Jesus says, my yoke, if you want to be joined with me, it's really easy. It's going to slow you down, be so much better for you. So as we seek to connect with Jesus and to become like him, I think we need to begin by slowing down. That's what we're going to do today. So I'm going to wrap up here with a prayer. And today what we're going to do is just slow down. Maybe you have a whole day filled with things coming. Could you cancel any of them? Say no to any of them? Maybe not today, but what about next week when you go to make your schedule? Could you intentionally schedule more time between your meetings or your activities? One of my biggest pet peeves, and this bothered me before, but I didn't have a word for it. And then I read this book and I began to notice it. Have you ever been in a meeting where somebody you really care about, you're like, let's get coffee or let's go out for dinner and you're hanging out with them and they're constantly checking their watch. And then not only are they checking their watch, you're like mid-sentence in the middle of a conversation. I'm sorry, I got to go. I've got a meeting I have to run to. And it feels like it's left unfinished. I found that if I simply started scheduling a little bit more time between my meetings, that stopped happening. And the incredible thing is when I scheduled more time in between my meetings, so instead of an hour meeting, I planned on an hour and a half or two hours, depending on what it was, what I found is not only did I feel less stressed and anxious throughout the day, the quality of those conversations increased significantly because I wasn't always focused on needing to leave to the next thing, but what's the most important thing in front of me right now? So as we slow down today, I wanna to encourage you, whatever you're doing this next week, how can you do that a little slower? Just take time to stop, as the saying goes, and smell the roses, to notice what's around you, to experience God with you. And maybe if we all commit to that, 
we'll find that life is not as stressful and exhausting and burdensome as we have thought. But instead that Jesus in our midst, in our workplaces, in a park, wherever we go, Jesus is enough to give us rest and peace. That's my hope for you today. Will you pray with me? God, we come before you and we confess that we live busy lives. We often think more is better. But that's not how you lived. That's not what you ask for us. You invite us to slow down and to rest, to find peace. When we're tired and we're weary and we're worn out, to be refreshed by you. So I pray for every one of us that you would teach us today how to slow down, how to say no to good things, that we can say yes to even better things, things like family and friendship and community and people who love us deeply. Help us, God, today to experience your rest and your peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, normally when we're in the building after the message, we collect an offering, but we're not going to do that today in the physical sense. So if you have cash and check and you wanted to give that, we're not collecting that today because I didn't want to have to put it in my pocket. That'd be weird and awkward and I would be nervous the whole rest of the afternoon. All right. So if you wanted to give an offering, if you came prepared to do so, you can still do so at thepointknox.com. Um, by clicking on that little button in the bottom right corner and you can give securely there. And if you're somebody who really, really loves electronic or uh, cash giving or physical giving and you're like, I just have to give something, um, I don't see where he's at. So I'm, oh, there he is. He's sitting next to my daughter. Brian Buck is in the back corner. If you have to give cash or check, you can give it to him. All right. Uh, he's sitting there on the ground. If you don't know who he is, just yell out Brian and you'll find him. All right. But please don't give it to me. So with that, yeah, well, we were going to go into a time of questions. Nobody texting There are no questions. Yeah. Cool. You guys are great. You're so, you're so good at it. No, there are no questions. Definitely not. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, they're just enjoying being out here too much. So, <laughs> As always, you can text in questions during the week, and uh, at the end of the service, we'll try to respond to them. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the great healer. We ask for healing for Ernie. We ask for healing for Paul. We ask for healing for all others who are currently sick, especially those dealing with COVID. We ask that you would bring them safely to that full healing, God. Uh, keep each one of us healthy and whole as we go through this time. As we enjoy this meal, help us to slow down, to have conversation with people, to connect with one another in a deeper meaning, a deeper way than we normally can. And we ask that in everything today, we would bring you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to one of our Sunday morning messages. If this message has made an impact in your life, please let us know. Simply fill out the Contact Us page on thepointknox.com. And if you'd like to be a part of supporting The Point Ministry, simply go to thepointknox.com forward slash support. Don't hesitate to contact us or join us in person every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We pray this message has an impact in your life or at least makes it easy for you to connect with God where you are.